What would it be called? It'll just be called 1.5 centimeters, I think. <laughs> everybody welcome back to another episode of compassion fatigue i am emily i'm elise <laughs> so um elise i don't know if you knew but may is actually asian american pacific islander like appreciation month Ooh. history month <laughs> awareness <laughs> month so we thought it would be nice to have like an asian american news update you know for the week um and just to highlight some things that are going on in our community yeah just share a little bit of I think, yeah, just nothing related with COVID, but just news. Nope. Yep. Just news. Just, just news. Asian American news. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. It, it warms my soul to do these kinds of episodes. Yeah. You know? It, it's yeah. definitely nice to be like, there is stuff happening outside of this pandemic, though mm-hmm. it is very much encompassing our lives in a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's nice to have these moments where we take a break from it and just like, okay, what's up what else is going on because the life life continues things continue happening despite it all mm-hmm, exactly yeah. and so i guess we start with a little bit of sad news first sure go for it okay um i can't remember his last name but um i'm ashamed to say there was a um an unfortunate death in georgia back in february of amon uh, Ahmad Arbery? Yes. From Brunswick, Georgia. Yes. So um, this was a young black male who was jogging, I believe, for exercise in his own neighborhood, mm-hmm. was chased down and lynched um, by two white men. Yeah, father and son, I think. Yes. Um, this, like I said, that happened back in February. I don't think it became really known to the public until very recently. I think at the end of April. Um, and up until that point, these men had not been arrested. Um, mm-hmm. I will say I am happy to note that the men have been arrested at this point, um, mm-hmm. but it's very bittersweet because it's a little too little, too, too late. Too little too late, right. So it looks like the, the father and the son basically just straight up racially profiled him, saw him jogging and said like, hey, he looks like uh, a suspect in a string of break-ins that happened in the neighborhood. I just looked up where Brunswick is. It's actually um, near St. Simon's Island, so close to Jacksonville, Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, not that that matters, just, it's just out a little of bit my own curiosity. <laughs> yeah, further, it's like southeast of Atlanta, um, right. south of Savannah. Um, but anyway, that doesn't really matter, just so you know. Um, and now, just now, we're getting a lot of press about it, um, shock and outrage, as it should be, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and we saw, you know, an article on Next Shark about some um, sort of interracial, intercultural support from the Asian American, Asian community, uh, for the black community, right. for, you know, a member of their community that has been lost right and i think that's um i think it's really important that we are all helping each other right i think that's mm-hmm. something that can get lost in a lot of these situations there there unfortunately is a little bit of a sentimentality where it's like or a little bit of a sentiment where it's like oh well it doesn't matter because i'm not black or it doesn't matter because i'm not part of that community or it doesn't affect mm-hmm. me 
but then we kind of lose sight of the fact but it does it really does like if even if i'm not black and i don't identify as being part of that community if i don't support them then there will be no one to support me if anything happens to me and i think that's just a fact that really just gets lost and mm-hmm. so seeing because i've seen a lot of um asian american uh just asian american celebrities and people who have platforms come out and speak on behalf of ahmad and like being speaking out like we need justice this is not right we need to really address this as a society we we need change um mm-hmm. it's really heartening to see that to know that our the people that are out there that have a platform to speak are using it to be supportive interracially interculturally um because that's needed and i think it's always a good reminder that we do need that we really do yeah i mean this reminds me of a host of things this case and like um interracial support but like the murder of vincent chin for example Mm. um you know yuri kochiyama and malcolm x uh their partnership you know, it, it's something that's gone on for a long time and it needs to continue and it's great to see that. Um, I just, it's just really sad that like at this day and age, people are still getting lynched and we still do need to come together to support each other. Right. Like it just sucks that it still happens. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? it's, it's bringing to mind some stuff that I've been reading recently um, about the, uh, just the, the white privilege that still is so blatant in this country um, Mm -hmm. that, you know, not only did two men who committed outright murder of a stranger, of a stranger, (laughs) weren't arrested despite being known as the murderer because they were white men and they, I believe, and, you know, again, fact check me all, but they were connected, like they had some relationship with the police, like maybe the father was a retired police, something like that. But like, for that reason, like they didn't really look into it until it became a public outcry. Like, that is so disappointing. Yeah, it's ridiculous that at this day and age in 2020, Mm -hmm. we still have this. Um, Yeah. It's like history truly just keeps repeating itself. Right. Ad nauseum. Right. Like, but yeah, no, I think we really need justice for Ahmad. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure what that looks like anymore. Like, I really don't. But we do need justice and we got to stay together. We got to rally together. Yeah. And I guess that's what I can think of right now. Yeah. Um, I think maybe we'll put the run with Mod um, link to that support below mm-hmm. um it's a site where you can sign a petition uh to get justice for him and his family and make calls to various uh let's see like to, uh the georgia bureau investigation a lot of other people um so essentially what the site that we're linking below is it's a little bit of information about the case um, you know, as Elise said, Gregory and Travis McMichael have been arrested, but the, th- the third suspect, whose name is William Bryan, hasn't been arrested yet. Um, and so the FBI has to bring hate crime charges against the two men that they've already arrested, as well as this guy. Um, and so in signing the petition and in making calls to authorities in Georgia, you'll have your um, voices heard. 
um, and just keep blowing blowing them up until the third suspect um, can also be charged and arrested. Right. Yeah. Gotta stick yeah, together, y'all. So stick together. Uh, we'll leave that in the link in the description below. Um, and um, yeah, just keep these conversations coming. Yeah. I think it's really important. Definitely. Yeah. Um, to shift on over to. I feel like um, I'm I'm filled with righteous anger or right yeah <laughs> in this next story. Um, yeah. It's a little bit sad, also, but like a little bit more um, more closure. A little bit. I mean, it's still very open, but like a little bit more closure. Um, okay. So let me just go ahead and tell you guys what it's all about. Um, so there is a South Korean grandma. She is a grandma. She is seventy four now um mm -hmm. i'm gonna double check that 74 so 74 in korea so i think like 73 everywhere else in the world <laughs> <laughs> we have a weird age system y'all um so this uh grandma in her 70s in south korea has recently requested to be retried for a crime that she was tried for in 1964. so in 1964 when she was about 17 18 she was tried for causing grievous bodily harm to another individual when she bit off uh, basically about 1.5 centimeters of his tongue. Right, with that, yeah, you know, sounds right, a lot of grievous bodily harm. She was sentenced to six months in jail and then I think was under, um, like, surveillance for a couple years after that. Mm -hmm. But basically what happened is she was her the victim of the bodily harm was actually trying to rape her um mm -hmm. he was trying to um rape her and he forced himself upon her forced his tongue into her mouth and she in self-defense bit it off he backed off after absolutely. that absolutely but um, i mean come on like go go uh lady like that's amazing yeah her name is chenemarita um uh -huh. so you know, she bit his tongue off. It went to, you know, court. She tried self-defense. They did not um, accept that defense from her and saying she did not have that right. So she was jailed, mm -hmm. like I said, for six months and was under, um, like, surveillance after that for a while. He also was um, faced charges for trespassing and blackmailing, um, but was not tried for assault or attempted rape. And he was also only sentenced to six months in imprisonment and was suspended for two years. So they got about basically the same. What? <laughs> they got the same jail time. They got the sure, same jail yeah. time when she should have gotten none and he should have gotten more. Like, it was weird. Yeah. So um, the Me Too movement has moved through Korea and is still continuing um, since a couple years ago. And she got very inspired by that. And she was like, I want to be retried. I feel like I was unfairly tried at that time. Um, mm -hmm. This was an attempted murder and this was, or not attempted murder, sorry, attempted rape. I, it was in mm -hmm. self-defense that I did this. I should not have been yeah. done. I should not have gotten any punishment. So she has mm -hmm. formally requested to be retried um, in Busan to the Busan district mm -hmm. courts. She submitted it on May 6th. There is no update on that so far um, yet, but she did that saying like, I'm seeking a retrial, not only for myself, but for other people, other women who have suffered in silence throughout these years. We should not have to do this anymore. 
Yes, queen. Hello. That's amazing. I'm just like, yeah, I don't know where it's going to go. Um, but I just want to be like, yeah, seriously. I can only hope to grow as grow up to be like you. <laughs> yeah. I'm just thinking like you have to have a lot of like bite strength to really go through somebody's tongue like that. Yeah. I mean, like that is so great. Like I'm so happy. <laughs> I am. I'm like, yes. I, yeah. Protect yourself. If that was the only way to protect yourself, like, yeah. And I mean, I can only imagine how much fear she must have been to have had that much force. Right. Right. Like you know, people have that fight or flight response. Yeah. Versus definitely fight. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Your tongue wasn't a place that it shouldn't be. I'm sorry it that I took care been. of it for you. Right. And you should be happy that it was just your tongue and not your other thing, so... <laughs> just saying, y'all. I don't yeah. know. Um, I do hope that this is, like, a wind of change. And it's gonna mm -hmm. bring, you know... I don't necessarily need more people to come up and, like, you know, be like, I demand a retrial. But that it continues this um, Me Too movement in Korea and Korean society, which still remains fairly conservative and very patriarchal. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I can just only hope that... Down with the patriarchy. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and I cannot wait for the Lifetime original movie that will inevitably happen because of this. <laughs> who knows? Who knows? I mean... It might be a K-drama like, soon, but like a little bit different, right? But like a K-drama. There has to be more like twists and turns. Right, and... like she's gonna have a daughter that then she, the daughter is like, I'm gonna get revenge for my mother. And like, right. you know, whatever. And then fall in love with the rapist's son, son like, and then like screw him over like uh take down his business all that stuff we got a story y'all we got a k-drama coming <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah we got a k-drama guys but what do we call it'll just be called 1.5 centimeters I think. <laughs> <laughs> moving on that'd be amazing yes. anyway go grandma go, go you grandma. and yay yeah so i guess maybe the theme is like advocacy a little bit um because our next story has to do with some advocacy yeah so um for undergrad, some like one program that really meant a lot to me uh, was the Asian American Studies program. I went to Northwestern at a terrible time because it was really hard and college is terrible. Um, <laughs> not a good time. I really did not have a good time, but Asian American Studies um, was really where my identity development like really, um, um, I don't want to say just happened, but it really evolved in like a healthy way mm -hmm. and it got me interested in research and it got me interested in like all the things that I want to do now. Um, so it really meant a lot to me. Um, there's a story that just came out kind of chronicling um, how the Asian American Studies program was um, constructed and how it came to be at Northwestern um, that I would really recommend. Um, so essentially in the 90s, it started off as students petitioning for an Asian American Studies program to be created at Northwestern. There was a huge movement in California and in um, universities in New York as well. Uh, a lot of institutions were starting to do ethnic studies, um, African American studies, uh, Latinx, Hispanic studies. Asian American studies was kind of fell behind that a little bit from my understanding. Mm. Uh, so the students um, at Northwestern did a hunger strike um, because they weren't, you know, essentially getting the attention from the administration. Um, they succeeded and then they developed an Asian American Studies program, not a department, a program. So they weren't allowed um, 
to have an Asian American studies major at the time, mm-hmm. just a minor and like a bunch of other like associated courses. So okay. um, I know a lot of my professors in the program were also like um, dual, not dual enrolled. They had a joint appointment mm-hmm. with like other, um, you know, other departments. So one of my professors, Professor Ya, she always wore like a hanbok to class every day. <laughs> she was um, a joint Asian American studies program coordinator. She was like the leader and also in the history program because mm-hmm. that was already like an established program at Northwestern. And um, after I left, there was a huge push to make it into a department so that they could actually hire tenure track professors because we had had like long time um, professors, but again, they were joint appointed uh, and mm-hmm. they had to spend their time in other ways. Um, and with the creation of the major, they were able to hire. Oh, and there was a lot of like moving around. So a lot of professors would leave mm-hmm. to tenure track positions that were more secure. So it kind of left our program in, in flux a little bit. Um, and so now they have an actual major and they've been able to hire tenure track professors and make it like a huge big thing, which I really wish that I had. Mm-hmm. Um, it would have been really great. Yeah, that's <laughs> um, exciting. Yeah, so I'm really excited for them, um, and I just wanted to shout out just sort of the history of the program and how all of we activists, all the students in history um, have kind of come together for this. Uh, if you are in college, I would recommend taking some kind of Asian American studies course. There's typically Asian American history, mm-hmm. Asian American literature that can count towards like your prereqs um, as well. And they're just, they're great. They're big community building. It, even if you aren't Asian American, you're just interested in the history and stuff. Right. It's a great way to learn about our culture and our history in America. Yeah. So You'd be surprised how long, long we've been time. here. Exactly, yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> and how much we've been exploited throughout the years. And yeah. like what all the things we got to get through. So like, yeah. I, that's exciting to hear that it's actually like a, its own department. It has a major. It has tenure track professors. That's great to hear. It's been mm-hmm. like from the '90s on to like 30 years, but like mm-hmm. a fight that deserved it and a well fought fight at the end of it. Absolutely. All. So, yay! Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yes, I'm very excited. Um, I'll link the story down below if you're interested in reading the whole drama of it all. <laughs> yeah yay yeah yay um so yeah now moving on do you want to move on to our appreciation yeah so we'll finish out with the appreciation of the week which i need to guy need to get her secrets girl so we're gonna put a picture up here or up here or over there somewhere Uh, somewhere um i was just scrolling through next shark and there's a story about vera wang who I was like, man, she looks really good. I wonder how old she is. She's 70 years old and looks like that. Yes. That. Yes. Wherever you're going to put yes. it. So, holy crap. <laughs> I mean, Beryl Wang, of course, like, I, I, if no one no one knows, she is a fashion designer. Yeah. Amazing fashion designer. Um, I, I want to say she does, like, high fashion, but I'm not sure. She definitely does, like... Like, she does like bridal designs and she does like dresses. Yeah, but like I mean, they're, I like her stuff. Like I, I have I think like one or two of her like blouses, which are nice. But you know. Oh yeah. Okay. So like, um, fashion designer, very you know, successful fashion designer. But um, yeah, she looks like that at seven. Yeah. What? Where's the fountain of you? Fountain of youth. Hello. Vera? 
I'm 30 and I don't look that good. <laughs> Can you I'm share? I'm like less than half her age and I look like crap. <laughs> I'm like, like, what is she doing? She looks so good. Not just her body, her skin. Like, look at her, like her, her face. face. Like, ah. I mean, like, I know Asians don't raisin, but like, what's your secret, Vera? She ain't even ripening. Like, she forget raisin. She's not even ripening. <laughs> What's your secret? Can we get some yeah. of that? Like, whose youth are you draining? I do want to say this is such a niche thing, but, um, and I swear it's related, but um, <laughs> I grew up in Asheville, and in my local news station, WLOS, this uh, long, you know, this lady who's been an anchor for the evening news since my dad came to the U.S., She's been a co-anchor for 40 years almost. Oh, wow. Her name is Darcelle Grimes. She is black or African-American. And there's a joke that we have in our community that it's always her and a white guy that are like co-anchors together. But throughout the years, um, this was her last, or last week, I guess, was her last week on the air. They kept doing like montages of Dar Darcelle Grimes over the years. And it's always like the white men beside her get really old, but she stays the same. <laughs> So we have a joke that like she just sucks the youth out of her co-anchors <laughs> and that's why she looks so amazing. I like so I wonder that. Vera Wang is just sucking the youth out of her employees so that she just looks stunning, like amazing. <laughs> if that's true, can I still figure out how to do that? <laughs> yeah, I, I still want that, please. <laughs> like I'll I'll figure out how to get employees. I just yeah. wanna know how to look like that for the rest of my life, right? It's like damn. Girl. I know. She looks so good, so successful. I mean what else could she ask for? <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Like, you know, um, big Asian role model right there. Seriously. So our appreciation of the week goes to Vera Wang, who just is stunning yeah. and is a mogul and is so smart. And I just look at her. Come on. <laughs> Anyways, um, if anyone knows a secret or knows a way of getting the secret from Vera, let us know in the comments below. Yeah. Um, or at least no like does she or does she not have the sorcerer's stone like <laughs> or like um you know like what's her like 20 step skincare routine because obviously i need to get on that yeah i need more steps <laughs> like what what steps am i missing <laughs> mm -hmm, yeah. anyone anyone just comment below um right like and subscribe and you know we'll come back with more news and more stuff and more comments and you know the things we do we never know what we're gonna Yay. do. <laughs> yeah, we just, if you guys haven't noticed, it's, a it's like lightly themed around social justice and Asian American issues and psychology, but like, yeah. It's what we feel like. <laughs> we ramble. We ramble. Anyways. All right, thank you guys for listening and watching. I guess we'll see you next time. Yep. Bye. Bye. So, is it like when you're born, you're one, basically? Yeah, and then like you... Which kind of makes sense. Yeah. You're born, you're one. Also, um, at the beginning of the year, you just go ahead and say whatever age you're turning. So you don't wait until your birthday. So, oh. for example, so like, like... January? Yeah, so like I turned 31 in April, but like starting January 1st, I was saying I was 30, 31 to everyone by then. Ah, and but really you're 32. In Korea, yes, I was actually saying I was 32. <laughs> Like I said, it's weird. It's anyways, moving on. So it like kind of makes sense. Anyway, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs>